The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. PlayStation. Welcome to the land of long-lived play, where greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. As always, it's your boy, Dead Ninja Dev. And as usual, I'm joined by one half of Strong Style itself, Mr. Delvin Cox. How, how you doing this morning, bro? So, uh, Dev, anything interesting happened uh-huh. this week? Um, I don't know, maybe... Was it kind of... uh, let's see... PSVG had a bunch of new shows launch. Oh, really? Um, yours, well, Strong Style included one of your yeah, new ones. Yeah. We had some changes to the Patreon. Um, and uh, we had a, a special guest on uh, our last episode. Uh, somebody named Colin Moriarty. Oh, Maybe you heard Oh, him. we had a special guest. <laughs> I didn't see me or Haley <laughs> nowhere near there. Had a yeah, yeah <laughs> was, that, just, that, that's a thing. It was just the P. <laughs> it wasn't in the rest of that. Yeah, this that was something that Donnie we had been working on before, like a while back, and um, it was always going to be me, Kim, and Kev on that on that on that show. It was just something that they had set up a while back, you know. And we decided to turn it into a PSXP show just because you know he's a PlayStation guy. Yeah. So you guys did a great job. It was an excellent, very well done episode. I like that. You guys challenged them. I like because mm-hmm. a lot of times when I hear them on other podcasts, which doesn't happen often, they kind of no, just. He doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of guest spots. So. Yeah. No. We were surprised we were able to get him. Yeah. They, people mostly be like, oh, yeah, that's funny, Colin. That's great, Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Ra, ra, ra. Nah, y'all didn't do that. And that's what I appreciated about the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Dev, Donnie definitely wanted, you know, he didn't want to just be, you know, the same. Regular episode with with having a guest on and stuff. He wanted to really, you know, just kind of dig in a little bit and really talk to Colin and just kind of hang out. And it was a good episode. We really enjoyed it. I mean, he's somebody who I've followed for a long time. Donnie's followed for a long time. And he was always a voice that I really enjoyed. Like, beyond um, kind of funny when it first started and everything. Like, I always like listening to Colin. A conversation with Colin was always one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> Like one of my favorite shows that they did, and it was like a honestly like some bucket list type stuff to be able to actually record a show with him. So it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, PSVG is having a better year to say the least. And I'm not even saying <laughs> it's just, been crazy. I'm not even just saying just in general. Like you look at everything that's going on with the house party, the new shows, stream team, stream team. Yeah, we had our first stream team stream on friday so yep yep 
I, I was watching it while I was at work. It was pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, sorry for the mic issues, but uh, I think I got it fixed there at the end. Yeah, it's so. all good. I mean, working out the kinks, it is what it is, you know. But yeah, we're we're doing a lot. It's really cool. It's exciting to be a part of it. Um, and this is just the beginning, you know. We're just getting started. So good stuff. Um, that voice you also heard, of course, you know, from the Great White North, even though she doesn't know why it's called that. The Platinum Princess, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you doing this fine, festive daylight savings morning? I am a ball of anxiety. That's how it's going. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, just some life stuff. Uh, I won't go into it on the podcast, but, uh, yeah, tomorrow's going to be a fun day. <laughs> awesome. Well, I-, I hope it is a fun day. I, yeah, uh, so do I. I hope it's not a, <laughs> I hope it's not a, hey, good luck. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm playing for you, Hayden. I hate daylight seven times, guy. This, 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 this extra early morning, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around what time it is. Not fun. Not fun at all. Yeah, it's not. So, what has everyone been playing? Uh, Haley, let's start with you. Uh, well, this morning I just reached level 40 in the Division 2, Warlords of New York. Nice. Uh, I have literally one mission left to do, which is to track down Aaron Keener. Um, and I've also been playing some Borderlands with my friend Lana. Uh, I've reached level 53 in Borderlands 3. Uh, which is the new level cap. Um, been playing Apex, reached Battle Pass level 61 last night uh, in that hey. new Deja loot uh, mode. So essentially they took the RNG out of that mode. Um, so loot is always in the same place, and the ring changes every day. So it's the same ring, like once per day. Once you land for the first time, you know what the ring is going to be. That's the ring until the next reset. Um, but loot always stays in the same place. So it's, it's very interesting playing the game without RNG. Um, and next week, that mode actually goes back to King's Canyon, the first map of the game. Um, and other than that, uh, you know, I started like goofing around in Just Cause because I was like, ah, I need something to do for like 10, 15 minutes. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. Sounds like you've got plenty on your plate, and that's not going to stop anytime soon. And we look to see more of you on the streams. Oh, yeah. You know, that's yeah, always yeah. a fun day. Uh, I will Oop. still also be streaming on my Twitch channel. It's going to be annoying switching back and forth between the team channel and my channel, but I don't like the way Twitch is like, hey, you can only have your, uh, your, your console linked to one account at a time. So that's weird. Yeah. It is, but, you know. Yeah, it's we'll it's no it big hopefully, deal. Hopefully, stream team. I'm working on get the, I'm working on getting an Elgato, but you know, funds. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can get uh, everything working to where whenever you're streaming on your own on your own Twitch, we can host it as well. So I mean, generally that's what happens now. I, that's usually what happens when I stream, anyways. But being able to switch good, freely good. between them would be nice because obviously doing it on the team channel is is important. So. Excellent. What about you, Devin? What you been uh, jumping into? Some One Punch Man, maybe? I haven't been playing much of anything because one You've got like ninety-seven podcasts to do. That's one of them, and I had um okay. I stay in a two-story apartment, like I, like I told you guys before. The first floor is where I work oh. at. The second floor is um the apartments itself. Mm-hmm. The 
the deck where you walk at was completely rusted because it's made of metal. So this week I had to spend the whole week, well, basically Thursday through Saturday, replacing that whole metal deck so people wouldn't fall through it and die. Mm. That's important. Yeah, so that's been most of my week. Then I recorded, I think I recorded Strong Style earlier this week with Donnie. Then I recorded a yeah. special episode of Strong Style yesterday with a special guest that people are going to like. And only game I've gotten to play this week was um, the Final Fantasy VII demo. Oh. And what did you think of that? Man, that game is sure is beautiful. Ain't it, though? Yeah. Get that weave nonsense out of here. You're a hater. Yeah, you you will not take away our joy on this one. I will not. Also, uh, fun fact, uh, I still have no interest in playing this game, but I downloaded the demo so I could get that pretty-ass theme, though. There you go. Hey, there it is. But, But, I mean, now you're just, just, you know, faking the funk. I mean, if you're going to download the demo just to get the pretty, you know, theme or whatnot, you need to just go ahead and play the demo and stop stop playing yourself. I'm not going to play the demo at all. You never know. Yeah. You might. You know what? You might find that you enjoy it. No, I will tell you this. It's one thing I didn't like about the demo, mm-hmm. and I, maybe it's just me. But Barrett's voice is rough. It's a little stereotypical. I mean, I'm not surprised by that. Only because, like, his lines in the original game were stereotypical, right? Yeah, <laughs> so that's the thing about it. They changed the lines, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they still made them stereotypical. So they could have fixed it, but they chose to make it like, he sounds kind of like angry black man turned up to mm-hmm. 10. Like, yeah. Like, there's a way they could have did this to make it sound better, but it, it feels like they kind of actively chose not to make it better. I don't know if that's a... But I mean, I'm of two minds. I mean, yeah, it definitely definitely is like stereotypical angry black man, but that's also just his character, you know? I think it 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 feels genuine. Like, when I'm listening to him talk, I'm like, yeah, that's Barrett. Like, it feels just, it just feels genuine. The same way as, like, you know, Cloud and his little weird moments where he has, and he's like, <laughs> like, all that yeah. crap, you know, all the, all the just... It feels genuine, like it, it makes sense. I mean, coming from someone who's played the original, you know, it just, it all fit. Yeah. It would have been nice for them to, you know, change it and like kind of take out some of that over, overly dramatic stuff. Yes. Just because, you know, it's kind of outdated, but, you know, that's what the game is. Yeah. Overall, I like it a lot. I think it's cool they made sense yeah. of some of the things that was happening in the game in terms of like how mm-hmm. the first part of the game you just have to fight his cloud by himself. They make sense of that. Yeah. I, I like it so far. Yeah, I like that they, um, I don't know if it's going to be the thing during the whole game, but certain characters are useful for certain things. And they're kind of playing that mm-hmm. up. They're like, Barrett is useful for long range attacks. So it's good to have right. him in the party for that. The original game didn't necessarily have that in it. So it's cool to see that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely gives you a little bit more nuance to the combat and making sure you have party members to be able to handle certain stuff. Um, but it was a lot of funny. I really enjoyed it. Uh, just being able to not have to be stuck in like, you know, just the, the, the back and forth um, with the turn-based combat, being able to just 
run around and attack and switch between the characters. Um, I swear it's always like I was listening to to uh, Chris on uh, MTTG and he was talking about how he kept wanting to you know hit a jump button. He wanted to kept hitting X to, to make him jump, and I was doing the exact same thing. Kept bringing it to me like, oh, I swear there's no jump button. Like being in a 3D world and stuff, like you always, I don't know, I always want to jump. Yeah. I always want to be running around and jumping and you just never can. And it's just so funny that you keep hitting X and it keeps bringing up the menu. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Got to wrap my brain around that one. But otherwise, like the game is beautiful. It feels like Final Fantasy VII. It's just so funny. Like when you play something like this where it's been remade, it truly feels like this is exactly what you played when you were a kid. Because like this is what you remember. And even though it looked nothing like that, in your brain for some reason, it, it's just way prettier than what it was. And this feels like just going back home in a way, you know? Yeah. And let's call a spade a spade. Final Fantasy VII, in its time when it came out, was a beautiful game. But now, mm-hmm. it's very ugly looking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. PS1 games in, in general, like they're just... When you go back to them, you're like, oh my God, these things look awful. Yeah. You know? And it's just it's just a true testament to what 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 you know, the mindset that you're in and what what you perceive when you're playing those games back in that day, like how amazing it was, like just at that point in time. And then to be able to remake something like that and have it look just breathtaking is pretty awesome. Like I almost wonder if we're gonna get with like new consoles and everything. Are we going to get like a renaissance of like remakes from like older eras where they really redo things? Like you're seeing it with Capcom and Resident Evil. Um, we're seeing it now with Final Fantasy VII. I'm just wondering if we're going to start seeing any more like really, really well done remakes. Not just, you know, the the up-res remastered, but are we going to start seeing like some more remakes of some classics? That would be kind of interesting to see. I would love to see that. Nope. Yeah. You already are excited for one of them in RE3, so stop it. <laughs> I just I just like to cause chaos. We've been new. Dev, what you been playing? Well, Final Fantasy VII demo for one. Well, obviously um, that, that was obvious from the conversation that for yeah. those who can't see, I kinda uh, <laughs> I'm kinda like over here rolling my eyes. Don't be hating. Terrible person. Um but yeah, I, I played that demo um, the day after it came out. Yeah, so as soon as I saw it, like I woke up and was like, "Oh my god, the demo is available! Let me go ahead and start this download now." So when I get home, I can jump into it. And yeah, it was it was wonderful. I loved it. Um, just cemented me wanting the game even more. Like now, I'm like even I'm more actively hyped. Like, oh my god, I didn't really know how bad I wanted this game to come out. But like I said on the last part, like I've been waiting since that PS3 tech demo for a remake of Final Fantasy VII, and it's finally, like, imminently upon us, so I'm really excited for that. Other than that, um, still playing Call of Duty. Um, God, I love the campaign. It's just, it's great. It's, uh, it's gorgeous, and it's Where just a lot of fun. I really like the story. Um, where am I? Um, I just finished, uh, when, when you're going into... It's just you and Price, and you're going down to go get uh, what's his name, Hadir. Okay. You're you're infiltrating the little the little uh, mansion or whatnot to try to get him out and um, find out where the gas is. So I'm at that point right there, which was a lot of fun because I love stealth type stuff and just being able to pick people off without anybody knowing I'm there. That's always fun. So, 
yeah, storyline is still is still great. I mean, there have been some moments where I'm just like, oh man, that's there's no good option here, you know. It really gives you pause. Really, like, I mean, there are some really tough decisions made in there, and it is really good. I'm really enjoying the campaign. Just gonna keep pushing through and seeing that one to the end. Um, and then we'll move on to another game. I'm just really trying to get this on my backlog before all of the uh, year of greatness hits us. So, you know, Final Fantasy Seven, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, which now has a release date, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Resident Evil 3. No. Yes. Get that nonsense yeah. out of here. Ain't nobody playing that. I'm playing that. I'm going to play Resident Evil 3. Yeah, I meant me. We'll yeah, uh, kick rocks. We'll talk about that in a bit too, because it's uh, one of our stories this week. So. Yeah. All right. So that's what we've been playing. Let's get into uh, your questions this week. So, at Herfcast, he asks, uh, "What's your response for someone giving you crap for being grown and playing video games?" Well, I'm a 40 year old man child, and I do what the hell I want. I don't care how you feel about me playing video games. Typically, my response is, and, you know, I've been playing video games, you know, forever. It's just something I do. It's not me being an adult. doesn't matter. Games are for everybody. It's not about the age. It's not something you do just when you're a kid. Video games are made for everybody. I mean, a lot of the games that are made are made a lot more with our demographic in mind because we've been playing games since, you know, the golden age of games, so... My response is, yeah, I play video games, and? That's generally my response. I also generally tell people, like, well, I could spend the money on drugs, but this is a healthier option, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I could be out in them streets, but instead I'm here playing these games. It's like, I'm turning 25, like, alright, I'm good at these, this is a constructive output for me to spend my free time with. Your point? I'd rather be doing this than, you know, waking up in a jail cell from doing stupid stuff, so. Yeah. What about you, Devin? My response is not as nice as your responses are. I said a lot of words <laughs> that I can't use on this podcast. I mean, you could. <laughs> Kevin would just give you a lot of heckling for it. Yes, but. He would definitely also, give you Captain America also, language. Also, to be fair. Y'all should have languaged Mr. Moriarty, because I don't see an explicit tag on that episode, but man, did he have some language. Colin gonna be Colin, man. I know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was was refreshing. (laughs) All I'm saying is, baby, we should get that E-tag. Eh, he is for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why there's this stigma still around games. I mean... Now when I hear it, I'm going to be like, okay, Boomer, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> playing video games is the, way more normal The quintessential reply, okay, Boomer. I'm saying, like, that's who's that's who has a problem with it. And, I mean, you still have some people that are younger or age that are like, oh, I grew out of games long ago. Well, good for you, bruh. I'm glad you found another hobby because you probably weren't good at games no way. Yeah. So, yeah, don't let nobody make you feel any kind of way for being adult and playing video games. You know who makes video games? Adults. adults. You know who they're typically making the games for? Adults. Themselves. Yeah. They're, they're making games that they want to play, so get over it. Yeah. Alright. Moving on. 
Mixed media for us asks, I've heard the price of the PS5 is going to be exorbitant. Will you be there cash in hand when it drops, or are you waiting for the first big sale? I'm going to be there day one, uh, pending tomorrow growing well, I should say. <laughs> um, you know, but um, no, uh, what do you mean by exorbitant? Like, there's no way they're going above four ninety nine. Like, that's... That's what we think. We don't know Not yet. sure. I will say this. If it's... Above four ninety nine, I probably won't be there day one. Especially if the Xbox Series X is four ninety nine, I'd probably get that and just wait for a price drop for the PS five. Because I, because this is something I don't think we have ever talked about it. I'm fine with the PS four right now. PS four yeah. still has great games, and I am not I'm not bored with it yet. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not really stressing for a new console yet. I, I love it when it comes out, but they haven't really showed me anything that makes me say, I got to get this day one. They haven't shown anything. That's my point. Like, they haven't they're going to show stuff soon, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I will be there day one, probably, regardless of what the price is. I mean, I got a PS3 for when they were 600 so... Life will uh, find a way, you know. I do think that it's really weird us going into it right now because, yeah, we haven't seen anything on the PS5. We don't know what's coming. Xbox has come out the gate with their specs, what they're doing, um, all of the little nuances and ins and outs of what that system is going to be. And they've even said, hey, yeah, we're not doing anything exclusive for this system for the first 12 to 18 months. Um and that really, I think, puts PS5 in a weird place because what are you going to do to con- to, to like counter that? And we really have no idea because Xbox has been building up to the Series X for you know a couple years now. Yeah, you know? ever since that <laughs> like MacGuffin with um with like, hey, we have a console for people who don't have a strong internet connection. It's called the Xbox 360. That kind of like forced them to go in a different direction. So. That was a dumb company. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, well, was, I mean, was, Don Patrick was. was a dumb gentleman, so. Well, we'll never get him on this it show. Was, <laughs> it was a dumb comment, but, you know, it, it kind of spurred them into what they are now. I mean, I really liked their, what they, their messaging, or not their messaging, but what they were trying to accomplish with uh, Xbox One and their yeah. original messaging, yeah. and I think they should have really just stuck to that. I mean, that's where they're going now anywhere. Everything is just connected. Everything is online, and they were they were ahead of that. They knew that that was going to be what systems were and what the future was, and they honestly, I mean, they were probably early, but you know what? It, that was what they were, that's what they were pushing for. Now, out of that, we have Game Pass, which is absolutely insane. Um, they are making it so that, you know, when you're in the Xbox ecosystem, no matter where you're at in the ecosystem, you can play their games. Um, and I think that puts PlayStation in a very interesting position and one that they have not yet responded to or said anything. We don't know what the PS5 is going to be. It could be just your typical traditional system. And for all of these rumors about backwards compatibility and everything, we honestly at this point have absolutely no idea. All we know is that we're going to get a system hopefully this year. Maybe not. We don't know yet. Coronavirus and everything going on is really throwing a monkey wrench in the stuff. And we know that there will be exclusive games only on PS5, but we don't know yet whether or not some of these big games that are coming out this year are going to 
require a purchase to have like a remastered PS5 version or if it'll just be the same version on your PS4 on the PS5 without any kind of like up res or anything. I mean, we don't know yet. And kind of in this wait and see moment. Um, but I'm definitely looking to be there day one. But Delvin, you make a very, very good point about we're not done with PS4. Like, PS4 still has a lot of life in it. We saw that, you know, Ghost of Tsushima just got a release date for June 26th, and there's still plenty of life in the PS4. There's nothing wrong with this system. It plays great. It's got great games. There really isn't this onus to move on yet. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting. Like, they're going to really have yeah, to... I'm ready. Move on. Give us something give us to be like, hey, I mean, we'll see. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited to see what they more more or less I think I'm excited for what the counter punches are going to be to the series X more than anything else. I really want to see what they're going to bring to the table to woo fans other than the PlayStation library. Like the library is great, but what more do they have to really counter Microsoft and their initiatives and what they're doing? That's what I'm excited to see. I'm gonna I'm tell you right now, probably nothing because it's Sony and we know how. Yeah, and if they do that, they they might very well lose this generation. Like, I don't want to go back to cocky PS3 era Sony. Like, I loved this this generation where it's like it's about the games, it's about you guys. We're trying to give you the games that you guys want to play. Like, I need them to keep that. It it should be like that, but we don't know how they're yep. gonna react. We have no clue. Yep. We're only trying to remain positive and hopeful that they will have something to rival these things. Like you've got services in like PS now that could be great. So let it be great. Alright, that was a long answer for a simple question. <laughs> good, good answer, good question. So, mo- most of us will be there day one, depending on price. Um, all right. At Skinny Matt asks, if cargo shorts keep going out of style, why do I keep finding them in stores? I don't know if they've ever gone out of style. I yeah, I was gonna say like I don't I don't think I've ever heard them go out of style. <clears throat> I like pants with a lot of pockets. Okay. So <laughs> any get, type of pants. Your, get yourself some parachute pants, then, sir. If I could find them, I'd wear them. I, w- I could definitely see Devin in some parachute pants. <laughs> Doing the MC Hammer dance. Stop! Hammer time. <laughs> I don't have a problem with cargo shorts. I don't... Me either, man. I'm all about them. Yeah, man. They're, yeah. they're comfortable. You know, you, know what yeah. I, you know what I'll say? Girl pants need more pockets. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I don't know why. Uh, it's, meant to make, it's meant to make us buy handbags and stuff like that. So that... Yeah. Dumb. Yeah, I don't know, Skinny Matt. There, I don't, I don't know if they've ever really gone on the style. Um, that's why you keep finding them in stores. There you go. Yeah. All right. Next question. Be bad, Pod. They ask, uh, "What's the most expensive game you've ever purchased? Have you ever camped out on a sidewalk for a new game? I throw out or I, console? I bought the Fallout Four Collector's Edition with Pip Boy for two hundred and fifty dollars." Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Delvin? Anything super expensive that you've purchased? And have you ever camped out for anything? Um, I've camped out for plenty of things. I've camped out for yeah. systems, games, everything. The most expensive game I probably bought was the um, I think it was the WrestleMania uh, WWE 2K15. Mm. They had like a collector's edition with Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. autograph and a P 
piece of the ring mat where he fought the, the rock and stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was a whole bunch of stuff. I think it was like $150, something like that. Yeah, I, I remember that one. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I too. I've, I mean, I've done plenty of midnight launches. I've worked midnight launches when I was at Best Buy. I've I've been to midnight launches for plenty of games. I would never say I camped out because most of the time, you know, you were just there until midnight. And even then, like recently, for for like our late launches, they they've actually, you know, since we're on the West Coast, we just got our stuff at nine. So you guys are camping out till midnight. They give us our stuff at nine because that's pretty much when everything goes live. So I've done plenty of those. The most recent one. I think I was there for was a uh, call of not call of duty um Destiny two the launch of that the uh, the console and the the last midnight launch I did was the re release of Grand Theft Auto five on PS four that same day Dragon Age Inquisition and uh, Far Cry four came out oh wow. Yeah, I mean, ever since going digital, like, I haven't really had to do any that long. I'm like, I'm just going to buy a digital and I'll play it at nine. The, yeah. The last one I did was for the Switch. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Which just turned, what, three? Yeah, three. So. Shout out to the Switch. So did Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Horizon Zero Dawn, Mr. Josh Bone's favorite game of all time. It's a good game. game. It's a good game. I've been really wanting to go back to that. Um, the most expensive game I've ever purchased, it was, I don't know if it was the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Special Edition that had the night vision goggles, or if it was one of the Destiny Collector's Editions. One of those two were the most expensive. I just can't remember the prices of either one. Um, but that has been the most expensive stuff that I've actually purchased game-wise. The night vision goggles, I remember, were kind of cheap. I think it was like $200 for that whole thing. They were like cheaper yeah, than the actual probably. night vision goggles. That's why they were so popular. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. They just they just looked up on the shelf. <laughs> and they actually worked, which was kinda I was surprised. It's like, oh, this is what night vision goggles are like. Mm, interesting. Um and our last question comes from Mike Fowler93 on Twitter. He asked, Did Colin say anything off air that were like pointers and or in podcasting or like a keep up the good work type stuff? You know what's funny, Mike? I don't even remember. I we were so we were just riding the high of the fact that you know what we landed Colin. It was just like, oh my God. I know he didn't stay on too long after because, you know, we had gone we had gotten our like time allotment. He had stuff he had to do. He had to do some editing, and we needed to edit our show, but I honestly don't remember if he was like, you know, great, good job, keep up the good work type stuff. I, I honestly, I don't even remember. I was just riding the high of the fact that I had just done a show with Colin. Um, I know he definitely thanked us and said that it was a good show or whatnot, and he appreciated it, but anything outside of that, I don't remember. It was just like, oh my God, we had, we just we just did this. So yeah. it was pretty pretty cool. Like I said, it was like some bucket bucket list type stuff for us uh for Donnie as well Donnie was like yeah I could just be dead now I've kind of like we've reached the we've reached my my cut my 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 spot I'm good I could I could ride off into the sunset I was like no no we're just getting started bro you can't no. you can't uh-uh. Uh-uh. we just getting started bro no I'm working too hard on so, stone south to be like all right I'm done <laughs> exactly right <laughs> I'm out here trying to find <laughs> guests and stuff nah uh-uh. you ain't going no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting started, Danny. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, it was it was it was an awesome time. It was really good. Um, if you haven't listened to the show, please listen. Let us know what you think. Um, it was real cool, and we just hope to to carry that on. See if we can get some more guests and just keep the party going. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it'd be real nice to complete it and get uh, Greg. It'd be real nice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Greg or or, or yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. That'd be real real interesting to see if we can land him. But we'll see. We got some stuff in the works, and we will just keep on doing what we do, and you never know. We may land a Greg. All right, moving on to our uh, news of the week. So PlayStation 2 just celebrated its 20th birthday, which makes me feel extremely old, because I remember getting... For reference, I was five when the PlayStation 2... Jesus, I was in my second year of college. (laughs) (laughs) I was 20? Which, again, makes me feel hecka old. The fact that you were five and that I was playing PlayStation 2 in my second year of college. And the fact that that was 20 years ago just blows my mind. Like, what? I'm old! (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's um, like that scene from like Freaky Friday. It's just like, oh, I'm old. Yeah, man, it's bananas, and I have so many like just fond memories from just that 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 launch. Like, I got it the day it came out. I remember I was in college and it it dropped. It wasn't a midnight launch or anything. It's so funny because I had missed on the original pre-orders for it, and then like a little while before it dropped, my mom sent me. I don't know if she sent me an email or just called me or what. I don't know what we were doing back then. It had to be either an email or a call. She was like, hey, Toys R Us is taking pre-orders for the PS2 if you're still looking to get one. So I went over to, P- to Toys R Us. Toys R Us, which doesn't <clears throat> exist anymore. Also makes me feel really old. Also, Pre-ordered my PS2. About? There's with a Madden. Toys R Us right down the street. Look, look here, Canadian. All right. <laughs> you and your <sighs> land of dreams where you've got good health care and good meds and, and Toys R Us is every, on every corner, all right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I pre-ordered that in Madden, and um, I remember going to pick it up, and I was, like, one of the only people in the dorms with a PS2, and so I think I had a speech was one of the, not, was it speech? I think it was speech, a speech class that I had where we had to do a, I forgot what kind of speech it was, but I did mine on, like, PlayStation gaming history. And so I brought in the PS2, the PS, uh, the PS1, or it was just gaming. So I think I brought in the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, and had them all lined up and did like a speech about gaming. And everybody was just like, "Oh my God, he's got a PS2." It was it was pretty cool. Um, but just to say, you know, what are some of your favorite, you know, PS2 games? Hmm. I have one that nobody even knows about that mm-hmm. I love to death. It's um one of my favorite TV shows was on uh, Twenty Four. Jack Bauer, mm-hmm. all that stuff. They had a video game that was made by Sony Cambridge, out of all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was the get the getaway Black Monday. That's another good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, twenty four the game was awesome because it was like a missing season of the show. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. It was a really well made game for PS two standards and stuff. And they had like a little unique system where you could arrest criminals and stuff like that. I used to love that game so much because it was just like yeah. the show. What about uh, what about that uh, Ultimate Spider-Man PS2 game? 
Great oh, game. Activision, yep. yeah. Yeah. And I never played that one. Uh, really essentially, like, there were parts where you played as Venom. There were parts where you played as Spider-Man. Like, you raced uh, the the Human Torch. When playing mm-hmm. as Venom, you had, like, a bar fight with Wolverine. Um, yeah. It was a weird game, but it was great. Well, it, it all makes sense for that comic because... Yeah, like it's based in the Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. universe, like not just regular Spider-Man, right? So, but it was just really cool because it was like cell shaded. So going back, that game still looks great today. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. For me, some of my favorites were like Beyond Good and Evil. Like that's one of my favorite games of all time. You've got stuff like um, Bully, which was a lot of fun. Yes, God of War. The Grand Theft Auto 3, which is probably... Ooh, Vice City's better. It may be better, but for me, Grand Theft Auto 3 has way more nostalgia because it was the first of its kind. And just riding around in that world and just being like completely in awe of it. My mom sitting there watching me play like, oh my god, what is this? You know, to the point where it almost got her in the games. Um, just like the radio in the game. Like that one, for me, while Vice City... And its soundtrack and its Scarface story is is probably is a better story. I I, I hold Grand Theft Auto Three just in a higher regard because it was what started everything. I like San Andreas. So for me, that one has has way more nostalgia. San Andreas for me was too long. I like San Andreas. Like I enjoyed it, and it was really cool. Like having like the whole map, being able to go from L.A. to San Francisco to Vegas, basically, and being able to see a lot of places that look like a lot of places that I grew up in. You know. Mm. And that was really cool, but overall, like, just it felt like it was a little too long in the tooth for me. But GTA Three, like I said, is the one that stands out. And then uh, Metal Gear Solid Two. I like the Man, crane in San Andreas, where like if you get the jetpack and you manage to get on top of the crane, it's like there are no secrets to find here. <laughs> <laughs> that jetpack was dope. Which oh, is uh, that's also a reference to the fact that like later in GTA Four, if you make it to the Spoilers for GTA 4, you end up going there in a mission anyways, but, like, uh, if you climb up the Statue of Liberty, essentially you see, like, the beating heart. Like, it's literally got a beating heart in the statue. You can also get, uh, like, uh, the protagonist's um, jacket uh, in... Oh, Claude's jacket? Yeah, in GTA 4. If you... I forget which mission it is, but, like, you either kill someone or you don't. If you don't kill them, I think you get their house, and then, like, that's how you get the jacket. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I definitely remember that. And then, of course, can't forget NBA Street Volume 2. EA, y'all need to remake this. Stop playing with my emotions. Make it happen. Bring back EA Sports Big. Hey, what, hey what, about, uh, what about FIFA Street? I don't care about FIFA Street. NBA Street and Tricky. That's what I want. Bring back SSX Tricky and bring back NBA. Give me Skate 4. Yeah, not going to happen. I want NFL Blitz. Give me Skate 4. I'd be good with Blitz. Skate 4 is not going to happen. You get that skateboard nonsense out of here. No, give me Skate 4. (laughs) Isn't there a skateboard game supposed to be coming out soon? Yeah, Skateboard XL. I don't know if it's going to do well, but I'll check it out. People are really excited about that. Uh, the skateboarding community is like, this This is a really good game. I guess it's been out on PC for a while. Um, one of my boys who is a skater, 
um, and plays games was is, is excited for it. He's he's been playing it for a while. He's like, it's really good. Yeah, so. well, they never had Skate on PC, so remake it and port it. Well, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I know that pretty much every time EA says anything, much like with Sony bros of PS5, they're like, we're a skate for Yeah. So maybe we'll get lucky. Hey, you've maybe even maybe got we'll... Tyler the Creator on Instagram going, where's, where's Skate 4? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving right along. What you got for us, Haley? Uh, so this was, this is kind of a weird one, right? So, uh, for those who have been following Resident Evil 3 news, a story came out on Thursday, I think it was, that, like, Nemesis can break into safe rooms, that the same day, Capcom had to come out and go, what? No, that's that's not happening. Um, there are rooms that Nemesis can get into that have typewriters in them, but they're not designated save rooms. So, for anyone who's played a Resident Evil game, uh, like in Resident Evil 2, um... I don't know the moratorium for spoilers, so I'm not going to go too deep into, like, anything here. This is your warning. Skip ahead, like, 30 seconds if you don't want this info. Uh, there is, there's a typewriter in the entrance to the Resident Evil, like, 2 police station. Yes. But later in the game, after encountering Mr. X, he breaks the cardinal rule of that room where no zombie can enter. He breaks it, and once he breaks it, zombies can enter that room. Um, and you can't use the typewriter when he's around. So Nemesis can do the same thing in Resident Evil 3. Um, Capcom had to come out and go, no, there are designated safe rooms that Nemesis cannot enter. Um, but then they also confirmed that, like, spiders are back, so that's great. Definitely gonna have to deal with my, like, arachnophobia during this, this game. Ugh, uh, spiders. Also, the hunters are back, and a bunch of other stuff. Plus potential new enemies as well. And also, Delvin, they did confirm my suspicions. Carlos does not have his own campaign, but he has playable segments. Okay, cool. Yeah. So. Carlos. I like Carlos. <laughs> his hair looks really good, though. So He's Latin. That's how all Latin people here look. Well, I mean, if you saw the his Latino heat. if you saw his look in the original game, you would not recognize the new Carlos because his look in the original game was white guy with with blonde <laughs> hair. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. That's how they do Latinos <laughs> in video games back in the day. It's just uh, yeah. I I love that like the mistranslation and like the general like hey I'm probably new to Resident Evil so I uh. I've noticed that there's a typewriter here, so I'm assuming that Nemesis can't get in here. Nope, just gonna, just gonna take you right out of your comfort zone. Um, no, it was really great the first time Mr. X did that in Resident Evil 2. So um, I'm curious to see how Nemesis does it in, in 3. Uh, just a little over 20 days. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy just seeing like how Twitter lost its mind over, you know, Nemesis being able to get in the safe rooms and then them walking it back like no 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 not all of them <laughs> yeah so it was funny to just watch Twitter like lose its its mind basically like oh god this is terrifying yeah you know? I didn't want that at I all think it, I think it was a cool it was a cool moment yeah Barrett Courtney from kind of funny like quote tweeted the entire like Nibel had a report on it right and like um Nibelian on Twitter for those who are wondering yeah. mm-hmm. uh, had a had a quote tweet and goes and I, again I would ask. 
Who would do this to themselves? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so people are excited for this game. I know it's going to be really good. I know people are just super excited. And I, like I said, I'm excited for like this whole remake situation. Like we're actually being able to go back to some of the, the classics. Yeah. And and have them remade. Hey Capcom, you get a remake Code Veronica next? Please do. Yeah, I think so. Look, man, remake Onimusha. Like that crap we got, that remastered nonsense. Nah, man, give me a a full remake of Onimusha. Makes sense. That's one of my favorite Capcom series. Like, come on, man, dude, give it justice. Do it right. Stop playing with me. I agree. Stop playing with Dev. Remake it. Mm-hmm. All right, moving along. What you got for us, Delvin? Well, you guys already touched on it um, the last episode, but. HBO is working on a TV show based on the critically acclaimed video game series The Last of Us. Helped by Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin, along with the game's creator Neil Druckmann of Naughty Dog Games. So, um, what's your thoughts on it? Heck yes! I I love it. I also just want to put this right out there because people are like, oh yeah, hopefully it's a new story. And I'm like, no. Like, they've already confirmed they're retelling Joel and Ellie's story. But... I literally loved that someone on Twitter was like, hey, just want to make sure y'all aren't going to change Ellie's sexuality. And he was like, I would never, like, you have my word, and then replied with a gif of uh, Ellie and Dina. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Neil Druckmann. He would never. Oh, yeah, no. Like, but I'm just, I'm excited because everyone's like, oh, but we've already seen this. And I'm like, yeah, but there are a lot of people who don't play games and would love a movie type situation of this. But the show is going to do it better because it's A, HBO, and B, not stuck in development hell like the Last of Us movie had been for, what, eight years now? Yeah. I I honestly don't think the video games should be made in the movies. They should be made in the series. They're too long to just try to condense down into two hours. Like, there's just too much that goes on in video games. I mean, even your short games, like a, like a Modern Warfare, it's like eight to ten hour mm-hmm. campaign. And you want to tell the movie in two hours? I, I just don't think it makes sense. I think it makes makes way more sense if you want to do something with a video game to turn it into a TV show, mm-hmm. turn it into something serialized. Me personally, I would have much rather them told the story of like Joel from when it begins, from like the point from, from where his daughter, where he loses his daughter. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't played it; it's old. You should have played it to like where they are when the last of us starts mm-hmm. i want to know what happens in that chunk of time who knows because again maybe they will tell that though because remember that would be great they skipped 20 years but this is an hbo show so how are they gonna make this last more than one season because the last of us could potentially be told in a 10 episode season but they could do a flashback episode right yeah so they absolutely could i hope that they actually do touch on that and they, they flesh that part mm-hmm. out because, yeah, I mean, I've, you know the story of the game. Um, I would like to see a little bit more, like a deeper mm-hmm. dive. Yeah. Um, also, like I said, getting that back history. And also, like, the uh, the, the DLC for... for um, Left for Behind, yeah. yeah. Left Behind. Yeah. I hope they touch on that as well. I also uh, I want to put it out there. Caitlin Denver for Ellie. Like, I have no idea who that is. So. Uh, Booksmart. Sure. You're saying words. And, uh, no idea who that and is. the guy who played Jamie Lannister... In Game of Thrones would be a good draw, so. Yeah. Just gotta give him two hands. We'll be good. I'm very mixed about it. Why? Because. Understood. I'm a huge Last of Us fan. And I thought the story was told so well in The Last of Us. 
feel like it doesn't need a, a movie or a TV series, anything like that. Right. And I don't even go as far as saying this. It's going to be hard seeing somebody besides Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson play Joel and Ellie. Because mm-hmm. they did such an excellent job with it. And as much as I like, see, I would have been fine with it if it was, let's get Isha's story. Or let's give a story of earlier mm-hmm. Joel and stuff like that. No, mm-hmm. no. Give me, give me, give me this. But the fact that they're going to just retell the story that we've already seen, it's cool to see it, but... Okay. But again, you're coming at this as someone who's played the games. That is imagine, true. Imagine the reaction of people who have never played the games seeing this story. I agree. The question is, are they going to? Are it's they even going to be interested? That Probably. doesn't mean anything. HBO's made bad That's shows. I know, my dad, I know my dad hates video games and is already excited for this. I know plenty of people that have absolutely zero interest. Like They're like, whatever. And they gotta remember, this is being made for for the gamers, the people who love Last of Us. That is first and foremost the people they're making this for. But again, I'm like I'm with Delvin. I'm like that story was already told so well, and if you do it and you get the casting wrong or anything, it's it's gonna just be odd and awkward and possibly turn people off. And I think that the world is just so much bigger than Joel and Ellie that they could have done. They could do a lot more than just retell their story. There's so much. There's so many other. I'll take their story a hundred times over over anything else. To be honest, you know what I just thought about? What? It would be interesting if the first season is them telling the story, and the second season picks up from there and shows us the stuff that we're probably not going to see in The Last of Us Two, like the fallout from see, what happened. I would be cool with that. Like the fallout from what happened. But I also don't want two series. I want just one season, one tight, and it's one and done. Like it's, I don't, I kind of like uh, what was the name of that show? Uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, but wa- yeah. Watchmen wasn't meant to be a one and done. The creator walked away from scheduling conflicts. I, I get that, but that story is so well told, there doesn't need to be a second season. I think a lot of times we just overdo it, and then it wears out its welcome, and it ends up being bad. See, you say like, that, but see, I'm a, I'm a person that wants all the content. Give me all the content you can get. You're looking at it from a comic book perspective. I'm not when looking you look, at it from a comic book perspective. When I look at it, it's a, a story. A story, you have a beginning, a middle, and an end. I really think that things are better when there's an actual end to it. Like you just get, you tell a nice, concise, tight story. One of my favorite animes, for example, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo. They're 26 episode arcs, and there is a definitive beginning, middle, and end. And those things feel so much better than having 17 seasons of something. Dragon Ball Z. Like there just doesn't, yeah, there just, just doesn't need to be that. Like there are certain things where it's really nice to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And Technically, The Last of Us has that. Like, you it don't does. need to do multiple seasons of something for this. But they've already confirmed that, like, they're going to probably do both games. Like, There's the possibility of additional content based on The Last of Us 2. Yes. So. I, I think what bothers about this is, is that The Last of Us is known for being a video game first. Like, mm-hmm. with The Witcher, is different. Because the Netflix TV series is based off the books. More than yeah, the game. Exactly. So it kind of feels it has a different feel to it. But see, 
the thing is, is that with The Witcher, that's a different story because the the game wouldn't exist without the books. In exactly. The first place, so. That's what I. That's right. the whole thing. That's that's why it makes more sense to do a serialized show because there's a lot more content. Where again, like The Last of Us was just the story was told so well in the game. Like, does it need to have a story? Does it need to have a movie? Does it need to have? A I series? want it. No. Give it to me. Give it all and, to me. And you know the funny thing about it is, I probably wouldn't buy unless it was Uncharted. That yeah. Uncharted movie is gonna bomb. Not the movie. I'm just like, a, if, if they don't make an Uncharted TV series, I'll probably have a less of a problem with it because. Okay, see, who's to say they don't? Because if that movie bombs, they'll try again because that's a moneymaker for Sony. If that movie bombs, maybe they'll do the same thing they're doing with The Last of Us. They'll yeah. go straight to HBO or, God forbid, the CW. Please, no. <laughs> uh, no. I love the Arrowverse, but no, please, no. But- Keep. Keep the CW's hands off Uncharted. Yeah, they do. They do state in the in the in the article that this is the first TV show under a new PlayStation production studio. Yeah, and they intend to develop many more shows. So who knows? We what might all get a God of War this. one. We might get. Oh got, God, no! Yeah, See, the, the problem is, like I say, don't do that. Movie games like the God of War in the last one kind of have definitive end story, beginnings and endings. Uncharted kind of does, but it really doesn't. Uncharted is yeah. like a pop. Oh, I mean, also, story. Like, like Colin mm-hmm. said, spoilers for the Colin episode, this is like a five second clip, but Colin's talked about this on previous episodes of CLS too. Uncharted 5 is in development. Like, that's the yeah. worst kept secret in video games right now. Like, Uncharted 5 mm-hmm. is in development at the San Diego studio. So, I mean, who knows? Uncharted yeah. doesn't really have an end. And also, you've got Nolan North on Twitter going, Do I get a say? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, yeah, we know. Like, worst kept secret in video games. Hmm, I just thought about that. Yeah, but I agree with you there where Uncharted makes makes a lot more sense because it's just Indiana Jones. Yeah. So there's no, it's just stories. You can tell. There's no beginning and it's just, this is his his adventures. Yeah, you You can have multiple seasons of that and it wouldn't affect the game at all. Okay, yeah. but I want this, and we're getting this, so I'm excited. Well, I'm going to watch it when it comes out. It's just Also, Delvin, you said it earlier in the episode. I'm a terrible person. Okay, what? get used to it. <laughs> like, I want all the Last of Us content I can get. Put it right in my face. I'm going to stay yeah. quiet. I was making the joke out of here. Do it. <laughs> nope. Do it. Kevin is not going to yell at me. <laughs> Yeah, Colin also alluded that they're doing a Twisted Metal. Yes, uh, that so has been rumored for a while. So could be interesting. That'll be that could be that, fun. I, I don't know, know how they. I don't would know do, what they'll I, do. With yeah, that. I don't know how they could do that though. Like Twisted Metal is, it's really just. It doesn't even really have a story, does it? Oh, it has. Pl- everybody it has, a story. has a story. There's, there's, there's a, there's plenty of story to Twisted. Not Metal. a good story. Every character. Yeah. Has their own yeah, individual stories. I know, I know stories. they have like their own individual stories, but I meant like an overall, like overarching, like yeah, it's yeah. like Saw. <laughs> it's it's Death Race. Everybody has yeah, everybody has these really dark, dark stories that lead into why they're in the Twisted Metal tournament. Um, so you could definitely do some kind of crazy shenanigans and turn that into some kind of show like that. That could be. Really dark and twisted and interesting. So yeah. who knows? All right, so that'll do it for our small stories. The big story uh, this week: Ghost of Tsushima. It finally has a date. 
It completely blindsided everybody, came out of left field. I don't think anybody was expecting this news to drop when it did. I mean, we got a date. I, I kind of was, not the date, but I kind of was expecting them to like just drop the date. Um, I wasn't expecting anything at all. I wasn't expecting to hear anything until probably E3, if that. I, I will say, though, this this does not bode well when they place this game. Now, the question is, was it always kind of geared for coming out June 26th? Because you remember, uh, Last of Us Last got, of Us got delayed. It was supposed to yeah. already be out. Mm-hmm. So Ghost of Tsushima could have always been trying to hit this, this June, maybe July-ish date. And then they finally got to the point where like, yeah, we are going to hit this date. So we're going to hit this date because that was always our thing. So you never you never really know. You don't know the behind the scenes with it. Um, Regardless of what they meant, this does not bode well for it. It's a a new IP. So you're already having to like now. Granted, I'm not saying this game's going to be bad. I'm excited for this game. I love Sucker Punch. I love the work they do. I hope it's great. But you want to give this game time to breathe and it does not have time to breathe. I there would is, completely disagree with that. There is a very high likelihood that The Last of Us completely overshadows this game. This game is coming out on the 26th of June, literally less than a month from The Last of Us Part 2. If The Last of Us Part 2 was a longer game that was going to be like a live service game that people were still going to be playing, then I would say yes, but you're going to finish this game in a weekend. Donnie's going to finish Last of Us. I'm talking about Last of Us 2. You guys are going to finish that game in a weekend. I'm going to finish that means- game the day it comes out, probably because exactly. I'll be streaming it for the for my channel. So, so then you're done with it, and then you'll go back and you'll be hunting for trophies. But you'll have already finished the story, and a month later, then you have ghosts. Okay, but I'm so, not. I'm not the casual gamer. I'm not the type of gamer I'm talking about. Donnie's not the type of gamer I'm talking about either. You're not the type of gamer I'm talking about. I'm talking about the casual gamer, the consumer who's maybe picks a couple games up a year. They're looking at mm-hmm. this and they're excited for it. But then they see that The Last of Us is coming out, and they're going to have to make that call. And there's a very high likelihood that The Last of Us will overshadow it. I hope I'm wrong. I doubt it. But this is a very bad window to launch it. August would have been better. August probably may have been better, but I think it's fine. I don't think it's really going to make that big of a difference. Plus, you have now you have two games to, you know, for your summertime lull, as they call it. And this is coming out, you know, more towards the end of it. So I, I think it's fine. I don't think the date is, is terrible. August may have been better, but I don't think that it's really going to be overshadowed too terribly by The Last of Us, especially if it gets any kind of marketing push. But that's what I'm saying. Here's the other problem. You've now announced this game has a release date one month after Last of Us. When do you start marketing it? Because if you start marketing it alongside The Last of Us, what happens then? What's wrong with that? Why not? I, you can market more, you ne- can market multiple things at a time. I've never and you seen may, and there there may not be a ton of overlap between you know the two audiences. You could have people who are excited for Ghost like, want to play a samurai game, you know, that don't don't really have any interest in the Walking Dead of Last of Us, basically. Like there's multiple audiences. Like I don't know why we always get stuck in this conjecture that everybody is always gonna want the exact same stuff. There's gonna be people who have zero interest in playing The Last of Us, and there's gonna be people who are gonna have zero interest in playing Ghost of Tsushima. And you're gonna have the complete opposite, where people only want to play Ghost and or only want to play Last of Us. Like, I don't think it's that big a deal. <laughs> I think they're two totally different games. 
mm-hmm. that may find their own audiences. It's going to be really interesting how this game does in terms of sales and things like that because it's a unique game. And I don't, and personally, me thinking personally, I don't think The Last of Us is a problem. I think the other games, Man. I think Neo, Neo, Neo 2 and things like that that are similar is the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is it has to distinguish itself from those games because Neo 2 already has an established fan base. And yeah, it comes out this month, but that game has long to, a long tooth. Neo comes yeah. out in like three days, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's in the drop for this week. Yeah, so... So as of this, as of this recording, as when you're listening to this, Neo 2 will have already been out. Yeah. Oh, it comes out on Tuesday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's one of the rare ones to still do that. Yeah. And I think those, I think those two probably going to have similar, more similar audiences than The Last of Us. The Last of Us is going to sell gangbusters regardless. You can put The Last of Us in any time slot you want to put it in. It's going to sell. You could put you could put Last of Us on New Year's Eve and it would sell. Yes. I don't think... And actually, Neo 2, actually, to go back, it comes out on a Friday. So it'll be a couple days after this drop. Oh, so Friday is the Friday, okay. the 13th. Friday is going to be 13th. packed, then. Huh. Oh, right. It's Friday the 13th this month. Everybody get excited for your horror marathons. Oh, I'm doing something really interesting that Friday. You keep that to yourself, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> Not that. All will be revealed, uh. but not that. I wish that, but not that. <laughs> oh. no. Kevin is going to hunt you down. I haven't said anything. He didn't say anything. We're golden. But, but you I mean, alluded honestly, to it. I'm probably more excited for Ghost of Tsushima than I am for The Last of Us. No. Mainly because Blasphemy. I know what I'm getting from Ghost. Blasphemy. I know what I'm getting from The Last of Us. I know what that game is. I'm more excited for this new IP, honestly. Like, I know The Last of Us, and I'm excited for it. But personally, I like samurai. You know, I like ninjas. I like Japanese-type stuff. So I'm a little bit more excited for Ghost. Like, I've been excited for this. Once I saw that trailer, I was like, ho, 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 yes. Give me the sword. Let me go slice some fools up Tenchu-style. Wu-Tang, let's go. You know? <laughs> um, so I'm probably more excited for Don't this. Don't disrespect the Wu-Tang. I'm saying, Wu-Tang is for the children. Yeah. You know? Anybody so who I'm, understood I'm, that reference, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited for this game. It's it's odd the way it was dropped, the fact that it was just like out of left field, and we'll see if they continue to give it any kind of marketing push and get behind it because we know how Sony likes to kind of just put stuff out to die. So we don't know if this is going to have the backing of PlayStation, mm-hmm. like any kind of marketing push or anything. Like- It'll be interesting to see. And then it's just in a weird time frame because you've got the PS5 supposedly coming out in the fall. Were they pushing this to 26 to get it out of the way of PS5 so that they could either remarket it for PS5 or just to try to draw a line in the sand like this is the end of the PS4 and now we're on the PS5? Who knows, man? It's just, it's odd. It's just an odd way to drop stuff. Because, see, like, here's the thing, too, right? I've already seen TV spots for The Last of Us. Like they, there are, there, I don't either, but my mother does, and I'll like she'll call me into her room to talk about something, and there's a TV spot for The Last of Us, and it's like, all right, I've seen TV spots for that. They gonna spend the same on a marketing campaign for this right away, or are they gonna wait, or are they gonna even do that? Good question. 
Sony is weird. I don't think they're gonna give Ghost any type of marketing whatsoever. It's just so they're, dumb. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put one of their flagship titles from one of their flagship studios that they just like only a few years ago bought. They're gonna let it grow out there to die. You think that? I I can't imagine that. They're they they're gonna do a TV spot. They're gonna have something. They're probably gonna have some TV spot um, that showcases probably both. Honestly, like honestly, I think that would things. be nice. But I feel like you'll start seeing TV spots for this the day after Last of uh, Last of Us comes out. I will say this. That wouldn't surprise me either. What did they do for Days Gone? TV spots starting from like mm-hmm. six months in advance. Like, Sony did not want Days Gone to go out there and die. And while it got critically panned, that game sold gangbusters, and Bend mm-hmm. is most definitely working on Days Gone 2. Yeah. Like, that is what's happening. Like, there is no if ands, or buts. That game sold incredibly well, mm-hmm. even though it got critically panned. That game was great. Yes, it had a lot yeah. of bugs, but the story was fantastic. Sam Witwer was fantastic. Um, yep. Courtney Hope, who played um, Sarah fantastic this is why a lot of times you can't listen to the critics honestly like yeah a lot of times the critics kind of get stuck in that vacuum or just kind of get stuck in that where they're reading the game and it's 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 you know being measured up against a lot of other stuff but mm-hmm. the general public who plays the games a lot of the times like they don't they, they they play a game and they just enjoy it and then they tell their friends and those games just sell like days gone was a good game yeah. it had bugs it had a couple of launch issues or whatnot but outside of that it was a good game and the sales show it and also sony not, actually marketed it not you know? even just the sales show it too like i don't think i've ever seen um duke nukem notwithstanding and duke nukem is in the opposite way um uh, <laughs> uh, i don't think i've ever seen a game be so critically panned by critics but universally loved by the audience like the metacritic from critics was super low, but the audience score was super high. And I've only ever seen stuff like that with movies. I have yeah, one in mind I can think of. Um, hmm. And it came out not too long ago. What is the damn game name? The Quantic Dream game. Heavy Rain? Detroit? Or Detroit? Yes, Detroit. Detroit was mm-hmm. one of those type of... Had the same type of thing where critics were panning the game, which I have an equally suspicion why that was. But people who played the game love the game. And quite honestly, what score matters? The audience score to me is the only score that matters because that's who's playing the game. That's who's yeah. buying it. The critic yeah. score doesn't matter at all, which is one of the reasons why I don't even read reviews half the time. I don't care about the critics and how they feel about the game the major- the vast majority of the time. Yeah. You're not paying for it. You got it. And you're, you're a lot of times you may be forced to be re- reviewing it. I want to know who the people who actually bought the game, who really, who really wanted to play this game, what do they think of it? I think that audience score is just, is just way more important. Mm-hmm. I agree. And we'll see what happens. We'll see if, if Sony pushes. I mean, they had a blog post about it, so that, that's already showing that they actually care about the game. Like, this wasn't just dropped from... Oh, you know, I will um, say, if they didn't care about this game, it would have been canceled long ago. Well, see, I wasn't saying that. I was saying more along, if this wasn't Sucker Punch having an article like come out on some other site. This was actually on the PlayStation mm-hmm. blog promoting it. So I think that that also you know, gives some credence that Sony is going to push this game. I mean, it's their banner right now. you know. So I think that there, there is going to be a good marketing push behind this. And who knows? We, you, we might see both The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima sell very, very well. Um, all th- all through the fall, you know. 
And then who knows, maybe, you know, if they get they if if we get what we hope where like Cyberpunk stated, CD Projekt Red, you'll never have to buy games twice. If them being able to force that narrative on everybody, maybe we'll all get, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, um, Upres and everything for PS5, you know? That'd be that nice. would be that's my hope. No more of this. Okay, you bought it on PS4. Here's you got to pay ten bucks to have the PS5 version, like what they did with PS4. Like, I, don't do that. Don't do that. If it's backwards compatible and I can put my disc in, let it play and let me download the up the up res patch or whatnot. You discs digital all the way. I'm just saying. I know. For example, I, know. I ain't buying no disc. We all know I'm the di- I, disc. What is that? Give me the digital everything. I don't mind this. The only reason I still buy <laughs> Blu-rays is because uh, for the price I'll pay for the digital code, why not have the Blu-ray and get the digital code free? Facts. Yeah, my wife buys. My, my, my mom buys buys all the movies. And yeah. I just take her cards. Like, and then I'll like, take her for Okay, Blu-ray. so nobody can see this, but this is a good example, right? I bought this for the same price that they're offering the digital code on Google Play. For those who can't see, because this is not a video podcast yet, Delvin. How do I get blamed for that? <laughs> Because your, your camera's the one that has issues. My camera is perfect. <laughs> no. Um, uh. Uh, so this is like the 4K <laughs> copy of Zombieland Double Tap. Same price for this is what they're selling the digital code for on Google Play. Whereas, okay, I got the digital code for free just by buying this. Yeah. So, that's a different I story. Am. But with games, digital all the way. Yeah. I am a fan of buying the the movie and getting all the codes and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. My mom will buy them. I'll take her 4K Blu-ray and her digital code, and we'll be good. There you go. All right. So, are you guys high on Ghost of Tsushima? Are you guys going to play it? Oh, I'm going to play for it for sure. Care? I'm all. I'm I'm excited for this. It's a. It's Sucker Punch. B. Uh, Samurais are cool. <laughs> yeah, I I'm excited. I can't wait. To Although I will say, uh, and this is not like this. This story trailer came out. Like, apologies if anyone's trying to like steer clear, skip ahead like 10, 15 seconds. If you're trying to like steer clear of story related stuff, I'm just saying. I was expecting him to say, "I'm samurai no longer" in that trailer, and he did not. So, mm. this is true. That would have made sense. Either way, I'm excited. Let's go. I hope I. I, I'm. I, I want to see a gameplay trailer. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm really. There really was already for. gameplay, wasn't there? There was. They show what the gameplay kind of looks like, but I don't know, like the the regular. How does the like moment to moment gameplay work? Oh. Like, is there? Is it stealth? Is it like a Souls type game? Like, I don't know how it plays. We we've seen him, you know, go through and stab some fools and slice some fools up, but we don't know what the actual like moment to moment gameplay is. I guess I, I, I do like that Sucker Punch has come out here and been like, yeah, we know, like, it's not historically accurate, but... Yeah. Yeah. That was real good on him. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving right along. The uh, drop. So, you know, it's PlayStation. It's the drop. We've already said, you know, Neo 2 comes out this Friday. People are going to be are really excited for this one. It's just, it's riding high on... What was that last one that came out? Neo 1 was good. People enjoyed it. It's more of a, a, a slower-paced Souls-type game. So people are excited for this next one. Um, I definitely want to play Neo 2. I still need to play Neo 1, which I think was free on Plus. I think so. Point. I think I have it. I'm not sure. So at some point, I'll have to go back and play that and then possibly pick up Neo 2 later on down the road and get through that. But 
If Neo 2 isn't your cup of tea, um, we've got such wonderful games. Hold on, before we go through reading all of them, I just read the name of this one game really wrong. I read I read that title so wrong. <laughs> uh, so there's a I'm ga- not going to read them all, I'm going to no. jump around. There's a, there's a game on this list called Monster Viator. I read it as Monster Something Else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And like you, what you, you you alluded to what she's thinking about there, Delvin earlier, you know. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Look at Haley's Twitter. See what she's talking yeah, about. I got you understand why she thought what she thought. I, yeah. I got another nickname for Haley that I can't say on this podcast. I'm sure you can. It doesn't include square words. Square words. Swear words. <laughs> yeah, uh, like if if Neo is not your cup of tea, you can play such wonderful games as Jump, Step, Step. PS4 Digital, out March 11th. Jump Step Step is a gorgeous and funny programming game with bonsai trees, a crazy robot, and a broken rocket. Bob is a short circuit and goes mental. No, 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 no. You added an uh. It's Bob is uh, Bob short circuit. Bob is short circuited. I can't read today. It's too early. And goes mental. Please send him a series of moves to guide him back to his ship. Without your help, Bob will probably tell himself to step on a spike and die. Oh, well. Okay. Screw Bob. Oh, oh, oh well, Bob. <laughs> oh, well. And uh, as Haley alluded to, we have a monster viator. Unable to remember who he is, Cuddler is mysteriously able to communicate with monsters. He soon comes across Aria, a shepherd who controls monsters with the harp, and they set out together to uncover his memories. A fairy tale like adventure with the hero, a fairy tale adventure, fairy tale like adventure with the legendary hero, hero with a thousand monsters, a family of truth. And a witch unfolds. Oh. What, what is this? I mean, I, that, that, that might be interesting, you know? I don't know. Get that weep nonsense out of here. Oh, man. And if those aren't your cup of tea, we've got Neon City Riders. Looking for a 2D action adventure mixed with super-powered urban games in a post-cyberpunk neon scenario? Take on the role of Rick, a mass vigilante who needs to explore the decaying futuristic neon city in search of items, superpowers, and companions to free the turfs from the four super-powered gang's claws. Rick, nope. so, you know, what a name probably, for your hero, Rick. Probably like a twin stick shooter. Like that just makes me think of like the NES era type stuff. You know, that could be cool. But you know, that's what we've got on the drop. We've got a bunch of like indie titles. You we've forgot one. Neo. You forgot oh, one big release coming out. I can't yeah. let you pass by this one. My Hero One Justice Two. No, what is get that? <coughs> get that weeb nonsense out of here, <laughs> Haley. Stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sequel to My Hero Academia game that came out last year, I think it is. Who? My Hero Academia. You don't know what My Hero Academia What's is? That? What? You are a is terrible this, person. Is this, is this some weeb nonsense? <laughs> Get this weeb nonsense out of here. <laughs> Haley, leave the Newports alone. <laughs> My Hero Academia is awesome. The game is pretty is good. It? It's a it's a brawling 3D fighting game. It's kind of like the old Naruto games. It's pretty fun. So if you like My Hero Academia, yeah, Naruto probably like what? this game. Naruto? Na- Naruto. Naruto what? Naruto. Naruto. Yeah, I ain't never played that. Of that so get get never, that weak nonsense out about of here. this My Hero Academia. I've never actually watched it. I'm just like, I don't even know what this it's is. It's a great so, show. Uh, Excellent. It's weave it's nonsense. That's what this is what I hear. You know, I hear it's good. Maybe one day. You know, I don't know. But this is a what a Smash 3D fighter. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Interesting. 
Interesting. Oh, you yeah, are... I had no idea that was that was tied to My Hero Academia because it didn't say My Hero Academia, just My Hero One. I don't yeah, know. You also uh, you also forgot Super Destronaut Land Wars. Well, you can forget that one. As I said, I wasn't gonna read them all. I was just jumping around to some of the. Uh... Also, this image what for this hits? game looks really weird. What is this? Which one? The Super Destroyer. The Super Land Destronaut. Wars? Yeah. What is this? What are these? I mean, it looks like. Like old old school uh, arcade type stuff. It looks like a mixture of uh, what's the name of that game? Not Akron, Ankeroid, Anacroid. It looks kind of like that. It looks like a God. What is that game? Resurgun. Uh, hmm. Resurgun. No, 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 no. This yeah, reminds yeah. me of like the arcade games where you're at the bottom and you're just shooting the monsters that are coming down. I can't think of Space Invaders. Like Space Invaders. Yes. Yeah. It looks like that. It also looks like Tempest. Like if if Space Invaders and Tempest had a baby, this is what that looks like. Really weirdly disshaped baby. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we've got in the drop. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. All right. So our question for the people this week, just how are you guys liking the show? You know, just let us know what you guys think. Anything you'd like to hear more of or less of. Let us know over on our Twitters, on our Discord. Just, you know. Just, just check it in with our listeners. What do you guys think? Let us know how you feel about the show. That'd be great. Feedback is always good to have. Also, who is your favorite? If the answer is anybody besides me, your answer is incorrect. <laughs> Mr. Delvin Cox looking to get fired. Especially if your answer is Haley. Your answer is definitely incorrect. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, uh, hey, Delvin, how'd you like that Kristen Stewart gif I sent you last night? Because that's about how I feel right now. That's my life. <laughs> that is my life in a nutshell. Uh, oh, also, don't call us at 930 at night. Look here, man. Inside baseball. I was trying to send a message, and the phone just started calling, and I didn't know how to cut it off. So I panicked. I just hit every button on my phone. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> was truly some De- old man De- stuff. Delvin Cox, the boomerist boomer of all. Yeah, I have oh, my man. boomer moments. Yep. Oh, man. All right, before this goes any further off the rails, that is going to do it for episode three of the PlayStation y- Experience. Uh, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. Episode 23, not three. Episode- oh, <laughs> again, it's early. Right? <laughs> episode 23. Not three of the PlayStation experience. Please feel free to holler at us over on the Twitters, on Discord. Come let us know what you think. Um, and we also have a lot of big Patreon announcements for just the overall site for PSVG. So come check it out over at patreon.com slash PSVG. Listen to the PSVG Prime Show this week, which really details out what we're doing. We've got updates on our newest team members. We've got new shows such as Strong Style with uh, Delvin Cox. Um, We've got some, that's one of our new Patreon exclusives. We've also got some other Patreon stuff. We've got news on our PSVG house party. We've got some new swag. So yeah, just news on the stream team. Yes, the stream team. All of that is going to be in our PSVG Prime show this week. So check that out. Um, Come join us over on Discord. Let us know what you think. And outside of that, let us know, let the people know where you can, where they can find you, Haley, what you're working on. Uh, well, as we've alluded this entire show, you can find me uh, as part of the stream team. Uh, I am one of, what is it, three or four of us? 
Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're each gonna do at least a stream a week on the PSVG channel, um, alongside whatever we choose to stream on our own channels. Um, so on Friday, I took the first one and started streaming Warlords of New York. Um, and had a blast doing it. And uh, if I didn't have to go to a hockey game on the day we're recording this, uh, I might sh- might have streamed more this weekend. But some stuff came up. Uh. You know, looking to get back into uh, to streaming, just just anything really. So I'll do that. You can follow me on Twitter at Shepard Zarel, uh, and you can add me on your gaming platform of choice uh, at Haley Zarel, and you can follow me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Haley Zarel. Excellent, Delvin. Let the people know where where you are, what you're working on, and tell us a little bit about Strong Style before you go. You can find me on Twitter at Delvin underscore Cox, and check out PSVG Strong Style. It's a wrestling podcast that me and Donnie are going to do probably monthly, maybe twice a month if I can pull Donnie's arm a little bit. But we're going to be talking about everything because it's been a long time coming. Everything wrestling, you know, just getting into it. And I know a lot of wrestling fans. I know a lot of people who are in the wrestling business. So I'm going to hopefully be able to get some of those people as guests on the show. I got one of them on yesterday. So you guys probably be hearing that really soon. Um, it's an interesting ride, man. It's pretty cool, man. Just doing a wrestling podcast with PSVG, something I never thought would happen. But as soon as I guess, as soon as I signed the contract to PSVG, that was kind of like mandatory. So it's awesome. I mean, definitely check it out. The people have been asking for you and Donnie to do a wrestling show forever, so it was only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, and the response to it so far has been excellent. So that's awesome. That's great. That's great. And you can find me at Dad Ninja Dev pretty much everywhere. Um, just started a new show called the PSVG Game Tech Show, which replaced our Stadia show. That episode just dropped yesterday. Um, so check that out and let us know what you think. It's really going to be about, you know, gaming tech, like what makes all of this stuff work. We just had an episode that was dedicated to like monitors. Um, we did We talked about the Xbox Series X and its specs, as well as we kind of delved into... Um, Headphones, which we weren't really expecting to. I mean, gaming audio. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a good set of headphones, you should probably get you a good set of cans. Well, I want and a better set of headphones than the ones I have right now, but absolutely again, funds. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And with these new systems coming out, man, and, and the possibility of much higher frame rates, getting a good TV or monitor is also going to be something that you're going to want to do. So that is what the Game Tech Show is going to be all about. So check that out and let us know what you're thinking about it. And with that. Long live play.